It's exactly what they do in those damn boardrooms. They sit there and they decide on value and how much risk and which lives are worth less so more risk can be taken with them. Whether it's where they try to zone something, you don't see them trying to put toxic waste dumps in the middle of the suburbs, right? No, man, they're going to go put it in the neighborhood that they know the local politicians like the least because it'll get them that what get them what they want. So even though a company might not be racist, trust me, they're not begging people in Mississippi, they're not begging the government of Mississippi to give them a white neighborhood to dump their shit in, to dump their toxic waste in. No, they're looking for the black neighborhood that they can tell that they have researched that those politicians like the least will have the least problem with them putting it there. And that's what they go for. So they may not be... Again, it's, is it racism? Uh, I don't know. It's certainly corporatism. And it's time these people that have been making these kind of decisions, these kind of life and death value decisions, started to pay some actual you know, time in a cell dividends on their poor decisions. It's time for the Nestle's and the BP's and the Enron's and the, you know, whether they're poisoning people or robbing them blind, they ought to be doing better than federal country club time. That's all. And they ought to be doing the time all the way up to it like regular folk. Oh, you got arrested. Oh, you didn't get a rain before Friday. You're going to be in here all weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, quit letting, their, quit letting their attorney go ahead and make sure they get a rain before Friday. Let them spend the three days. I mean, just because they've got money doesn't mean they have a right to more jurisprudence. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> yes, it does. At least for now. Which is worse, the murder of one person or the poisoning of thousands? Thousands that, though they don't die, they are permanently disabled. Which one of those is worse? The cut and dry, no bullshit murder of one? Or perhaps the poisoning and sickening of thousands? Who's you know thousands of lives inalterably changed? They didn't die, but their lives have certainly been changed. Now, what if the equation was that first person, the one person that died, was an accidental death? You know, if if death is the worst, and you know that's still a little bit worse than the poisoning thing. What if the death was accidental? Then, then does that tip the scale for you? You know, then the poisoning, even if accidental, is probably worse than the accidental death of one, you know. So, you know, maybe it's negligent, but not on purpose, still caused the death. Now, they're both guilty of something, right? Even Whether the, the, the death was accidental or not. But the, the degrees I'm looking at is, which is worse? Which deserves... 
more punishment. And do the circumstances vary on that as well? I mean, how do they vary? They're both guilty, but how do you decide which is worse? I mean, is the man who tries to shoot 20 people but misses all of them less guilty than the man that tries and succeeds to shoot just one? I mean, only one person died that that one guy shot, but the other guy tried to shoot 20. Just because he sucks at it doesn't mean he shouldn't be punished to the full extent for it, right? Now, now what if the, the death was accidental and the poisoning of the thousand people was absolutely deliberate or negligent, you know, for profit maybe? Now, that's got to be worse than the death of one, even if it's the death of one on purpose, right? So we've got this weird scale building here. But we have to agree that they're both, you know, they're both crimes. And which is worse might not be the point, I suppose, as long as they're all being prosecuted, right? And we have to agree that, you know, given the change on the scale, you know, if those thousand people being poisoned was, was definitely on purpose, well, that certainly makes it worse than the accidental death and probably makes it worse than the one death on purpose because... Again, he was only intending to kill one. These people poisoned thousands. Risked killing, I would argue. Just because they didn't doesn't mean that they couldn't have. And so the intent is really important. Now, let's imagine that that one person that died... ...on purpose... ...that there were ten people that our current legal system would find culpable for that crime. Accessories to, before, or after. Somehow they helped or were involved in it. And all ten of those people, if the legal system is working... ...and all these people have been proved to be involved... ...they should all be convicted and sent to prison for sentences of varying degrees. And that happens all the time. All the time. It's the norm in our criminal justice system. And yet, well, I guess not so much and yet, but why is it that this same level of culpability, of responsibility, and and, and and consequences for the responsible isn't put to these boards of directors of these various companies that are poisoning thousands. I mean, if negligence is not an excuse and intent is important, then intentional negligence is also important. And indeed, it's criminal. If intentional negligence leads to the damaging of others, there absolutely is precedent for both civil and criminal prosecution. And I would argue that there ought to be a lot more criminal prosecution because civil penalties for the rich, they don't do the same damage as civil penalties for the poor. But criminal penalties, they're a... they're pretty even. <laughs> there's, a, there's a good chance that they'll have similar experiences if they both get 10 years in the same institution. And so I want to know where the trials 
where are the incarcerations? And where, quite frankly, is the outrage that they're not happening to the Dow Chemicals, to the the pipeline creators that are spilling shit all over the place, to the users of fire retardants on military bases that have poisoned the water systems and have known it was poisonous, or, um, to the Roundup people with their... You know, yeah, sure, people are going after them for monetary damages, which they're going to they're gonna continue to spend money in court to keep from having to spend that money. So, you know, lawyers will still be employed and everything, and people will still be dying. But the people that are actually at fault, that want to argue as to how much they ought to pay, shouldn't they, making, shouldn't they be making those arguments about how much restitution they need to pay? From behind bars like the rest of us motherfuckers? Why aren't they behind bars? Why aren't they sitting behind bars awaiting appeal? Why aren't they sitting behind bars until they can be arraigned? Why aren't they spending the the same three hours here, six hours here, three days here, two weeks here, in the entire process leading up to going to prison for a long sentence that other people go through? Okay, much less the actual sentence they're not getting because they're not getting prosecuted. But for God's sakes, even if they, you prosecuted and you found them not guilty, you know what? If they had to spend six to nine days in jail just in the interim, just in the process of going through court or being held over, being held without bail or this side or the other thing, trust me, for the Christian, there are lots of come to Jesus moments on your first night in jail. And I would venture to guess that a lot of these rich corporate jackasses, and I'm certain certain these wasps claim to be Christians, are in dire need of the aforementioned come-to-Jesus moment that an 8x10 cell with a metal cot brings. And we are way overdue in going after these corporate, some of these corporations and the tops of them. Not the mid-managers, not the guy out spraying the, the, the Roundup and, and, you know, nothing. <laughs> Just like we shouldn't have been going after the low-level dealers of the drug war. If we're going to go after the corporate killing war, you know, corporate killers war, if we're going to make war on corporate killers, <laughs> we need to go after the top. The people that really, really, really count the jelly beans and decide how much risk of life is okay for their profit margin. Decisions most of us can't even begin to think about making. Like, okay, you know, how much money would I have to make to lose for this person to die? You know, we don't get to make those kind of decisions. And thank God we aren't in charge of making those decisions. But rich corporations have deemed themselves worthy and capable of deciding the, the appropriate numbers that are okay for just that. 